Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome Until the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network, it's Thursday, December 21st, 2023. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and next to me, it's the bearded one. I'm a top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey Heyo! And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is. No task today. He's at the airport right now with the family headed home to Canada. Safe travels to the Mellises. Shout out to the stream team. For joining us here on YouTube, smash the like button, subscribe, let's get to 100k, and a special hello, I think is in order, to all the podcast listeners, because I'm guessing a few of you are making that very commute home. Mm. For the holidays, maybe you're driving, do that safely, maybe you're at the airport, freaking out <laughs> in lines right now. Have another glass of wine, just chill out. <laughs> Hope you make your flight, though. But uh, leave us a five-star rating and review. After you're done listening to this. Uh, later today, if you're a Survivor fan, join us at 1 p.m. Eastern. No Buffs episode to recap last night's three-hour Survivor finale. Whoa! Yeah, that's right, Jake. <laughs> it was a big Damn. one. <laughs> Damn! He was so good last Jake night. Jake was bro. on fire literally last night. Uh, <laughs> so we'll talk about that. That's always going to be a fun, fun time. So join us. No Buffs. Own YouTube feed. Own podcast feed. Uh, go subscribe to that, too. Help your boys out. On today's pod, a No Dunks tradition continues with gifts from the Hamaka Slamma catalog. <laughs> we'll explain later. We got rapid fire fun because this is the drop. We're going to debate who is the NBA's version of Santa, the Grinch, Rudolph. Mm-hmm. But first, we would be remiss not to mention Joel Embiid going for a season high 51 points against the Timberwolves in a pretty dominant performance here um, as the as the Sixers got the victory over the West leading Minnesota oh, yeah. Wolves. So a good battle here and uh, a huge game. 51 and 12 from Embiid. Any notes here? Best defense in the league. I saw the box score and I said, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> 17 for 18 at the line for Joel Embiid. He hit 12 mid-range jumpers. Yes, he did. I think, Skeets. Uh, I also saw that Embiid drew 11 fouls, including two on Rudy Gobert in the first four minutes of this game, then another two on Carl Anthony Towns in the first 10 minutes of this game before eventually drawing a whole bunch of fouls on Nas Reed as well. And those fouls really put the Timberwolves at a disadvantage yeah. because I just thought they were so scared to get up on Joel Embiid after that so he would just jab step he would pump fake sometimes he would have the dribble live but sometimes wouldn't even need to dribble before just easily knocking down um, 
the mid-range jumper over Gobert, over Towns, or over Reed. It really didn't matter who was there. If they decided to step up on him, see you later. It's a dunk at the rim. Uh, pretty impressive uh, for Embiid, considering this is a team that you would think is well-equipped to stop him <laughs> as any other team out there. But uh, once the bigs got into foul trouble, Embiid finally got rolling. He had a slow start to this game, but then ended up just catching complete fire, and there was nothing uh, Minnesota could do about it. Yeah, when we say someone is living at the free throw line, it usually means they draw a lot of fouls. And that's true when it comes to Embiid. You said it. 17 of 18 at the foul line last night. He was getting the whistle. That's what he does. But this dude takes living at the free throw line to the next level. Because it is jumper after jumper after jumper from that free throw line area. Like you said it. I mean, I counted at least eight or nine. You got me got 12. He may have had a couple off to the side. But there were so many at that free throw line. So it's like... He, doesn't, he not only lives at the free throw line, he must work there as well. This is a work from home situation <laughs> at the free throw line. Free throws, attempted, and jumpers from that area. And I really, I don't know, for whatever reason, last night really hit me. He does have quite the Dirk Nowitzki lean back on his jumper. He's mm. like always falling backwards. I mean, he's a giant dude. He's always going to be. a short shot. Yeah, it's a short shot. Exactly. Um, but he's got it going right now. Embiid is averaging 38.3 points per game in his last 12. And he scored 40 or more in four of his last five contests. Um, and yeah, I know Wolves fans not happy with the whistle and how this one was officiated. And they're like, you can't stop this guy if that's going to be the type of whistle. You can't play physical at all with him because our bigs are going to get in foul trouble and, and then we're at a disadvantage. I get that. Um, but man, he's also just got, he's just got, he's cash right now from that free throw line area. Pretty funny, uh, considering the executive atop the power structure there in Philadelphia. Remember, it was no mid-rangers allowed yeah. for James yeah. Harden uh, and the Houston Rockets for a long time. And now Joel Embiid is perhaps on his way to a second consecutive MVP here, shooting mostly mid-range jumpers, <laughs> but making them at such a great rate that... Uh, even if you're sworn to analytics, you're like the analytics say, if you make every shot, you should take it. It yeah. doesn't matter uh, where it comes from. But yeah, Embiid right now, playing better than he did last season. Won the MVP last season, Skeets. <laughs> he should be the leader uh, at the quarter mark here. And you talk about like how he sort of caught fire in the second half. He scored 19 of Philly's 26 points there in that third period to keep them in the game. And then they would eventually yeah, go on close, to yeah. get the victory. Also, just a final note about the Sixers. Um, I love every game, it feels like, where it goes like, Embiid with 51 points. Oh, Tyrese Maxey at 35. Uh, Embiid had 40. Oh, Maxey had 29. Embiid didn't play that game. Well, Maxi had 33. Like, you go through the box score. This guy, Maxi's averaging 26 points per game on shooting splits of 46, 40, and 90. My point is, like, Embiid has these monster, monster games, and we, you almost forget, or at least I'm guilty of it, that I, like, Maxi had a dominant game as well. He was, he was clutch in the fourth quarter. He had 15 of his in the final period. Yeah, five turnovers for Maxi, which you don't usually expect. But I mean, the one-two uh, between Embiid and Maxi is perfect right now. After Embiid just won an MVP, playing a one-two basically with James Harden, but 35 for Maxi. Nobody else in double digits. That's kind of how the Sixers have been living right now. Big performances uh, from their top two guys. Hope they get enough uh, outside of that. Only eight threes on the night for Philadelphia. Embiid did not make a three. He was shooting all 15 to 12 footers uh, basically, but. Turns out Maxi and Embiid was enough last night. Yeah, they've really gotten through to Embiid about like, hey, I know that three-pointer is open, but they want you to shoot that man. Yep. Take a dribble or two, get closer to that free-throw line, and then take your shot. Uh, because you see it. That's like the way to play. I'm like, 
but he's just smarting. He's like, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to like just let this go, even though I could. And he's not a bad three-point shooter, but man, keep attacking. And uh, you're either going to get to the free throw line or hit a jumper from the free throw line area. Any other performances um, from last night that you wanted to touch on? Your Bulls got a, got a big win. Over the uh, another huge win against yeah. another really good team. Bulls are now 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. Eight Chicago Bulls last night in double digits, including at 27 points, seven rebounds, nine assists for DeMar DeRozan. He's averaging almost seven assists per game uh, in his last 10. The ball is just moving. The Bulls, they had six in double digits against the top five defense in Philadelphia in their last win, and then, like I said, eight last night against the Lakers. Top ten in defense right now, but they're kind of struggling. Lost four of five uh, since winning the in-season tournament. In the last ten games, the Bulls are seventh in three-pointers per game. They make like 14 a game. They're first in percentage, which is why their offense is looking pretty good (laughs) right now, shooting nearly 42%, but they seem confident getting good looks and taking them in rhythm rather than, you know, a lot of record scratches we saw through the first 18 games of the season here. Playing a little bit faster, playing in transition uh, a little bit more, and I don't know, they're somehow beating good teams right now, so uh, I'm happy to be going to a game next week. Ooh, who do you got? Hawks, baby. Atlanta in Chicago when you're up there in Illinois for the holidays. Okay, great stuff. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, too, with another 30-point night, 10 boards. To lead the Clips past the Mavericks, you're shaking your head because this, this guy guy's unstoppable—he's a Terminator Kawhi <laughs> right now. It's nuts. Now the victory extends the Clippers' winning streak to nine games. That's the franchise's longest streak since a ten-game run back in 15-16. But yeah, man, this guy in the final five minutes of the fourth quarter, Clippers down one. I mean, Mavs were in this. Uh, Harden doubled up top. He passes it to man in the middle, throws an easy oop to Kawhi, sort of cutting baseline. Clippers up one. Kawhi blows by Derek Jones Jr. Then he Euro steps around Luka, lays it in. Clippers up four. Kawhi ISOed against Derek Jones Jr. on the baseline, blows by him. No help comes. There's a lot of finger pointing from Luka and the Mavs going, <laughs> what the hell are we doing here? And then Clippers up six with 130 to go, 90 seconds left. Kawhi spins on Grant Williams. He Euro steps again around Luka, lays it in, and the Clippers bench is going bonkers. You see Westbrook doing the Euro step dance, and uh, he just took over. And I mean, I saw you tweeting about it last night um, that he's just he's playing at an insane level right now. Yeah, he scored or assisted on all 16 points for the Clippers in the stretch one run that they ended up winning it. 16-5 to run to end the game, and it was all Kawhi either scoring with a variety of moves or finding great passes, like the pass to Amir Coffey for the three yeah. in the corner. What a pass on that one. He found uh, Norm Powell cutting for a hoop where he got fouled and won. Uh, and then, yeah, that the Euro step on Luka had everybody going crazy. This team loves each other right now. Yeah. Like, you've never seen yep. Kawhi Leonard celebrating the way he has since James Harden came to town, hit that game winner, had the Snow Angels thing. Kawhi's going crazy. Westbrook is obviously pulling for James Harden yep. right now. They didn't even have Paul George. He missed the game uh, due to illness last night. So they rolled with Amir Coffey. In the closing lineup, he hit a big shot and played uh, just as well as they needed. Now we got Russell Westbrook talking about making all defense teams post-game. There was question marks about what they should do with the lineup when they brought Harden in. They lost all those games. People are saying maybe Harden should go to the bench. They sent Westbrook to the bench. He has accepted the role, and now he's campaigning for other awards (laughs) because he doesn't have them. But, uh, yeah, great stuff uh, from the Clippers. If Kawhi is playing like this... They've got a chance. I mean, it's a long time (laughs) until the playoffs come, but this is the best Kawhi has looked in. I mean, he looked good in the playoffs last year for a couple of games, but this extended run he's on right now, he looks like 
one of the three best players in yeah. the league right now. Yeah, for sure. And Norman Powell with a good game, too, off the bench for the Clips. 21 last night, like you said, Paul George, uh, not in this one. So Clippers keep rolling. They got a big game uh, tonight. Back-to-back situation. Kawhi, of course, is playing in these situations now uh, against the Thunder, though. So could be a really fun game here with the way the Clips are playing, and then the Thunder are a good team. He did take a weird bump uh, yeah. at the end of this game where it looked like he was driving, but then, I don't know, he was just groaning and stuff. He was down on the ground, ended up getting up, shooting the free throws, and said he was okay uh, after the game. But with Kawhi, it's always a question yeah. mark. Perhaps he finally misses a game here on the second night of a back-to-back, taking a little... Uh, little knickknack injury there at the end so i don't know uh but they're they're rolling right now and last night it was a little different they were a little bit smaller uh because they didn't need to play their huge guys and it just worked yeah it just worked man all right let's get Hold on, one more game one oh, more game yeah, i gotta sure. give some love to uh trey young last night 30 points 14 assists in a win over the houston rockets that's five straight games with trey young having 30 points and at least 10 assists it, uh, he's up to now 39 percent on threes this season. There you go. A career high. In the last five games, 50, 49, 85. The guy has gotten into a rhythm here, and the Hawks have actually won these games. They've won three of their last five. Wins over Houston, Detroit, and Toronto. They lost to Cleveland and Toronto, so, you know, splitsies. Classic Hawks right there. Kind of classic Hawks right there, but uh, early in the season, they were playing well offensively, and Trey could not make a a three-pointer. Last season, he could not make a three-pointer. If he's hitting... They look good. That changes uh, this team for sure. All right, well, let's get to some uh, NBA Christmas fun, we're calling it. Some uh, some Christmas questions here. The first one, and everybody's got to play along in the stream team or tweet at us at NoDunksInc or leave your thoughts in the comments. Who is the NBA's Santa? And now there's many ways to look at this. Mm-hmm. Could be uh, the face of the league. Could be the best giver. You know, maybe Halliburton's your Santa. Uh, could be somebody always coming through in the clutch. Santa somehow always pulls it off <laughs> on the night of December 24th. Um, so you could go a number of ways. Who is Trey Kirby's NBA Santa? Man, now you got me thinking maybe Joe Johnson was the NBA Santa. <laughs> he just always showed up right at the end there. <laughs> One night only, Joe Johnson. I think uh, NBA Santa, two men still are Santa. Despite all these youngsters coming for the oldies, despite the elf on the shelf coming for our boy Chris Kringle, <laughs> Santa is still on top. And LeBron James and Steph Curry are still on top. That's LeBron, who I got to. Year twenty one, when won the in season tournament, still looks like at worst like a top ten player in the league, and easily looks like a top one player on any given night. Yep. And then Steph Curry as well, year fifteen, still the Warriors' best player, still probably a fringe MVP candidate right now, but not because of what he's doing, just because of the Warriors' uh, record. Steph's numbers are certainly MVP calib- caliber. You saw the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow shot. Mm-hmm. So you know he will come through in the clutch just like uh, <laughs> Claus loves to. So um, <laughs> until Santa falls off the roof and Tim Allen puts on the suit, I got LeBron and Steph are still the NBA Santa. Yeah, I think that's right, especially when you're talking face of the league. Uh, I would, I, I want to ask you, like, if it's LeBron and then it's Steph probably behind him in terms of the actual face of the NBA, who's third? Who's on the short list? Who else even is within the realm of these guys? It's it's not Jokic. It's not Embiid, I don't think. It's is it Giannis? I would say Giannis Maybe? is the is the closest of the new Jack yeah. swings. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh in just, the under thirty realm. Yeah. Well to to speak to your uh, Steph in the clutch, I did look at the numbers this morning. 
Steph has played over 72 minutes in the clutch this season. We're talking, you know, five minutes or less in the fourth quarter, game within five, and then we're overtime as well. They, it feels like the Warriors only play these type of games. Like, it's yes. close. And uh, <laughs> Steph leads the league in total points scored in the clutch with 91. Dame is next on the list with 78. Then Mikhail Bridges is third with 66. So Steph quite ahead of second and third. And in the clutch, Steph is shooting 51%. He's got 15 made three-pointers. He's only missed one free throw. He's 24-25 in the clutch at the line. 14 boards, six assists. He's a plus 30 overall. And the Warriors are 12-8. and eight. In clutch games, you know, pretty decent record, especially when you look at their overall yeah. record, and they're not that great. So, uh, yeah, I think the answer is still LeBron. I like that he's got the beard, too. That always helps if you want to be <laughs> Santa. But, uh, you know, Curry with the clutch part and being, you know, the the 1B to LeBron's 1A as the face of the league. Eh, yeah, he could Steph Santa. Santa Steph? <laughs> Santa Steph. I guess that works better. Yeah. I like it. And uh, I see a lot of people in the stream team saying that if Jokic were to be Santa, he is one of the best givers he out is. there. But he would switch out the reindeer for horses. <laughs> <laughs> he he does love sleigh racing, though. Yeah, and he's jolly and yeah. big. and Yeah, yeah sure. I'll, and yeah, he would only it. have to work one night a year. He would love that. That's a good point. December 24th, sign me up. I'll be at the stables the rest of the time. That's a good point. All right, next one here. Um, Which team, let's go to team, not player. Which team is giving Grinch vibes? And uh, this could be bad vibes, misunderstood, maybe even due for redemption, if you want to go that angle with the Grinch. Uh, Where are you going? I think the biggest Grinch moves this season was uh, Draymond Green. He's had a couple of uh, (laughs) naughty list Grinch type (laughs) moves. Um, But I kind of had a hard time answering this question because I don't feel like any team vibes are necessarily bad right now and the vibes changed so quickly the Bulls were worst vibes in the league through the first month of the season they got great vibes right now the Warriors after Draymond's Grinch moves they had the worst vibes in the league they win a couple of games Vibes are okay, so they switch pretty quickly. The Clippers, when they got hearted, it was very yeah. bad. Now they're the hottest <laughs> team in the league. Yeah, vibes can change. Vibes last for two weeks, and then uh, we're on to the next one. So I sent out a tweet. Uh, who who has the worst vibes here? No surprise, a lot of votes for the bad teams in the league. The Pistons got a lot of votes. Yeah. The Wizards got a lot of votes. The Hornets, uh, they seem to be picking up a little steam here <laughs> in the bad vibes rankings. Um, but three teams stuck out to me showing up quite a bit for uh, worst vibes in the leagues right now. The Suns, the Raptors, and the Cavaliers. I would agree with all three of those. I agree, yeah. yeah Suns yeah. have struggled. They've uh, lost seven of their last ten. Obviously, Beal hasn't been able to stay on the court, and he's going to be missing a huge chunk of time uh, going forward. Uh, right now, won't even be playing on Christmas, a very Grinch move uh, from him. <laughs> yeah. So I think they, they probably would be my choice just because – this is not how they anticipated the season going, uh, but I'd be curious on your takes on the Raptors. Well, yeah, um, vibes are not great. Not great vibes. Um, and then they're only going to get worse, I think, because the trade rumors just get louder and louder around their star mm-hmm. players in Siakam and, and OG. And this was the whole thing. Like They basically brought the band back together for the most part. Obviously, Schroeder is their point guard instead of Van Vliet, but there was talk from Masai, like, we're not going to play selfish and you know get rid of that. And it's like... It's like they're not winning games. Like, they are falling here. Like, I believe they're behind your Chicago Bulls here now in our no-dunks race of our team. So, that's not good. No, they're they're not good. And that was the one thing people talked themselves into with, like, Darko coming in as the head coach. Like, oh, everybody was tired of Nurse. And, you know, he's sort of calling out guys in the media. So, this would be good. Get, like, a new voice in here, new energy. And it all made sense uh, in, in theory, but... 
you got to win games, yeah. or otherwise it doesn't matter at all. So, no, they're on the list. And, and like, yeah, the Cavs, at least the Cavs won a couple games there after all the Donovan Mitchell trade talk and the injuries. So they're keeping their head above water. Mm-hmm. So uh, I only have one more team to add because okay. I, I think it is, like, look, it's probably the Pistons. I mean, they're on a 24-game losing streak. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> yes, they are. It's so bad, and I still can't believe that we're not talking about it enough. But anyway, Brooklyn Nets... The vibes are, are starting. They're 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 going the wrong direction because oh. they've lost four straight. Dropped them to below five hundred after they lost to the Knicks last night. First time they've been below five hundred since November. So a, a little chunk of time here. They've been playing well. They missed eleven of their first thirteen shots against New York last night. New York never wins in the Barclays Center, but they did last night. I just like there's something off with Brooklyn. Uh, I, I I don't know what it is. I don't know if I follow a lot of Brooklyn Nets fans on Twitter, but I see a lot of discourse around the makeup of this team and the leadership of the team, especially when things are going bad. So maybe that's is influencing my pick here, but I'll just throw the Nets in there right right now. That's a that's a good throw in there for me because I didn't realize that they had been struggling so yeah. much recently because I thought their vibes were pretty decent. They won like <laughs> they seven were. or nine uh, right before they went on this streak here, but that's how uh, quickly the vibes ch- can change, and mm-hmm. we might have another vibe change tonight because another common response, surprisingly common, I would say, uh, yesterday is that multiple Jazz fans were like, we have no vibes. Mm. We're not impressive this season. We're disappointing, but people didn't really have a ton of expectations. Yeah going into the year, but Jazz fans were basically saying, we're kind of feeling irrelevant right now because they're definitely a team that is just drifting out there. They play against the Detroit Pistons tonight. Oh, yeah, so you're saying... The Jazz have been on a bad streak uh, as well. Not Pistons bad, but this is like if you're the Pistons and you're looking at the schedule, this one is probably circled a thousand times because you're like, we might actually have a chance tonight. And if the Jazz were to lose to the Pistons, then they officially flip from no vibes to, uh-oh, we lost to the Pistons Nobody wants vibes. to be that team. Well, this is this is interesting, right? Because uh, if you put the Jazz on the bad vibes list, on the Grinch list, and I just brought up the Brooklyn Nets, the Pistons' next three games, Utah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. They lose all three, they set the all-time record for oh, longest baby. losing streak oh, in one season. So... Hey, I mean, I'm saying, Detroit, you got to do this. You got to you gotta strike while the vibes are bad on the other team. <laughs> Is that a saying? Strike while the vibes are bad. I like so that, Good actually. luck. Good luck to Detroit here uh, tonight, or, or at least moving forward. Okay, next one. Um, who is their team's Rudolph? And I think this one's sort of straightforward. Um, someone that's an unexpected integral piece to their team. That's the Rudolph. That's the way we're looking at it. So who do you have? I'll give you a newsy Rudolph okay. uh, right here. I think it's Isaiah Hartenstein, okay. who is now going to be oh. starting for maybe the rest of the season yep. uh, for the New York Knicks because we just found out that the Knicks have applied for a disabled player exception due to Mitchell Robinson's injury. They originally say he was going to be reevaluated in a couple of months, but the only reason you would apply for this exception is if you think he's going to be out for the entirety of the season, which, which is too will. bad. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He was playing really well. He was a great part. Uh, for the Knicks, yeah. offensive rebounding, and then obviously uh, rim deterrence uh, on the defensive end. Hartenstein, I feel like, though, can do a lot of the same things that Mitchell Robinson does. Um, <laughs> even though his coach is Tom Thibodeau, like Fred Katz says, 
Hartenstein, though, should not play 48 minutes a game. <laughs> no, no. It's good that he's going to be able to play 30, uh, but now Taj Gibson is going to be a junior Rudolph as well. He's going to have to step in and play some minutes. Uh, I think he played 13 minutes last night, and I saw Knicks fans saying he was waving to the bench, sub in for me, man. I've been playing reindeer games out here. I'm not ready to be running up and down an NBA court for 20 minutes. But, yeah, Hartenstein and, to a lesser extent, Taj Gibson are going to have to be Rudolph. Uh, for the Knicks, guiding the defense yeah. and guiding the offense for Tommy. Taj Gibson is definitely the old guy at your pickup run. That's oh. like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll set this one out. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to shoot for exactly it right. or draw for it or anything. Like, I need a rest here, guys. This is a lot for me. Uh, love that pick. I'm glad we got that news in there about, uh, yeah, Mitchell Robinson probably missing the rest yeah. of the season. Uh, I went with Kelly Oubre Jr. Good one. For uh, the Sixers, Rudolph. His three-point shooting and his scoring has dipped, okay, since uh, the bike accident, right, where he was struck by the vehicle uh, and, and the driver of that vehicle, I should say. But still, this guy has had five or six, like, really impressive games for Philly this year, and they've only lost two times he's played. Yep. Opening night versus the Bucks, and then earlier this week against your Bulls. And he had a really bad game in that one, so you saw how important he was. He shot two of ten, I think, against Chicago in that game. But uh, I just... I, I did not expect this to happen when Kelly Oubre Jr. was signed to the one-year minimum contract for like $2 million to Philadelphia for him to have games where he was scoring 20-plus and playing really well and just uh, he's just been fantastic for them. And obviously they have a great record when he plays, so that says something. I know Embiid and Max are the real reasons why, but he's filled in nicely on this team. A lot of the guys they, that Maury has acquired have. Yeah, absolutely. 20 points per game last season for Kelly Oubre Jr. playing for the Charlotte Hornets. And he was available for a veteran right. minimum. That is the equivalent of going and playing, not letting him play reindeer games and calling him names. We're saying this guy <laughs> scored 20 a game, can't even get an actual NBA contract. True. We're giving him the bo- the bargain basement contract, but he's been great uh, for the 76ers and actually had uh, Nicola Batum on my list as well yep. for a Rudolph kind of doing the same thing as Kelly Oubre Jr., just being an outside shooter, a connector, and <laughs> pulling the sleigh, if you will. <laughs> Good, good yeah. stuff. You really leaned into the, the reindeer part of that Tis question. the season, bro. Yeah, no, I love it. Uh, next one here. Which team wants to re-gift an off-season acquisition? Which, which, which team got something, a player by way of trade or signing, and they're like, ah, I, I'd like to give this to somebody else. <laughs> I think it's the Lakers. Okay. Their Gabe Vincent doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> they finally got to work it a little bit last night. <laughs> but it's been on the fritz. They might need to send it back for a return. Uh, and I would also slide Rui Hachimura into this as well, because you're seeing him show up in quite a few of these trade rumors, especially to the Chicago Bulls. Rui was great in the postseason for the Lakers, but there was a reason he was available for a second-round pick at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always happen during the regular season for Hachimura, but now he seems to be, at the very least, a big salary filler or a big part of that trade that could possibly happen yeah. uh, with Zach Levine. And I feel like Gabe Vincent might get slid into it as well, just because he hasn't really been able to stay on the court uh, for Los Angeles so far. We talked a ton about the great moves the Lakers made over the season. Torian Prince has certainly worked out for them being able to start there. I think Cam Reddish has been a good find, uh, but I had higher hopes for Gabe Vincent and Rui Hachimura coming yeah. into the season. I thought they would establish themselves uh, at those kind of positions, but that has not been the case, so they might be moving. Similar to your uh, Gabe Vincent is broken uh, thinking here for wanting to re-gift an off-season acquisition. 
Bradley Beal doesn't work, man. Yeah. I mean, you're shaking it. It's not doing anything. <laughs> like, I'm turning it on. There's no lights coming on. It's not moving. Like, what is this thing? Uh, they traded four future first-round pick swaps and six future second-round picks in the big yeah. three-team deal <laughs> for Bradley Beal, and the guy can't play. He, he just obviously had the back issues, which is very scary. And now, uh, obviously, the... Uh, the uh, ankle, I guess it is, with him, and he's going to be out, like you said, for a couple more weeks here. We're not going to see him until 2024. So, um, yeah. I mean, look, I, I know Suns fans are going to be like, okay, hold on, relax. We're not getting rid of Beal or anything, but you make a big move like that, you hope that they're going to get some reps in with your other stars. They've played 24 minutes. They've played 24 minutes. Do you think the Suns would undo it? They would get Chris Paul back, which is a big tradable contract. Yeah. They would have a lot of first-round picks back. Land- Landry Shamit, I believe, was in that deal, too. He's actually played <laughs> yeah. a little bit this season. Um, I don't think so. I, I think it is like classic too soon, too and it's soon. unfortunate just because he hasn't yeah. played. But it's a lot of draft capital, as I just said. I mean, that's a lot. You yeah. got all those picks. You can choose your player you want to bring in. Yeah. Siakam, Caruso, I mean, Levine, if you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, they could have gotten anybody that's available yeah. right now. Yeah, you put it like that, maybe the answer is yes. Because then you're played. like, look, we're 14 and 13. Booker's been injured, uh, hasn't been able to stay on the court, but we can make some moves here yeah. coming to the trade deadline. But like you said, maybe, like, the move is for a more defensive-minded guy yeah. that pairs better with your KD and your Bookers who are still lights out, mm-hmm. you know, offensive talents. Yeah, possibly. Let's hear from everybody on that one. All right, final one here. Um... This is just uh, always a trip down memory lane for us sickos. What's the best NBA Christmas commercial of all time? It doesn't have to be produced by the NBA. It could be Nike. It could be Adidas. You know, around the Christmas holiday time, what's your favorite NBA commercial? I think it's Jingle Hoops. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah, that was a classic. All of the dudes. uh, Tune it up, KD. (laughs) Tune it up, KD. (laughs) Who all is actually in the mix here? We got Curry. We got KD. We've got James Harden. Yep. uh, Derek Rose. Yeah, I'm slowly trying to load it here, but I got to watch an ad first uh, to find out how to play piano thanks to VR. Yeah, Derek Rose. Is shooting as well. This is basically like Steve a, Nash. He's the he's the other one. You're, Westbrook is Steve actually Nash, in the dribbling one. Westbrook's in the dribbling one. Steve Nash on the Lakers in the white sleeved jersey. Right, and then LeBron <laughs> comes in at the end with the yeah. old slam dunk. But there, that's the one where there's the five nets yeah. with the the jingle balls on their jingle on the bells. <laughs> they're shooting balls against yeah. the bells, and yeah, they're playing uh, jingle bells. That's yeah. a great one. And the one previous was they're all in like their color jerseys, right? Big color. I think it was and they're doing dribbles to the same thing. I, I, in doing a little research for this, I had forgotten that that one came first. Yeah. The dribbling one led to the shooting one. I don't, I sort of just forgot. Like that one's hilarious. That one's got Westbrook. Joe Johnson, I want to say is in that one. Maybe Mellow. It's a pretty funny group, yeah. uh, whoever's doing the dribbling there as well. But those are great. Jingle Hoops. It's a decade old, I guess. 2013, I think, is when that one was uh, produced. Yeah. Oh, the original one has Dwight, okay. Mello, yeah. Joe Johnson, okay. Westbrook, and Dwayne Wade. Wow. Dwight Howard's doing some dribbling, eh? <laughs> Yeah. Fascinating. Singing the bass. Uh, that's a good one. I got a couple other commercials uh, that I think should be at least in the running, although I'd probably go with Jingle Hoops. Um. I always like that. I guess it was ESPN. The Santa doing the Iverson spoof. We're talking about mm-hmm. presents. It's a pretty good one. Funny little idea. Good execution where it's like Santa in the press conference. He's doing the whole Iverson. We're talking about practice. We're talking about presents. He Our wants to talk presents. about the games, right? <laughs> I like that one. Uh, the Nike MV Puppets. 
LeBron, Kobe. Well, the Reindeer Games one. There's like a whole song. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole uh, thing. KRS-One rapping. Uh, so that's a good one. I watched that one this morning. And then final one, if we count it, TNT had one around the Christmas uh, holidays. I think it was called Forever. It was like 2011. It was the one where they they like supercut and merged players from the past with the present. And we get like... Paul Pierce is running out with all the classic Yeah, Celtics. Kobe's coming out with Magic's Showtime Lakers. Awesome. MJ's dapping up Derrick Rose. And, like, they're playing against each other. Like, there's, like, you know, Tim Duncan lining up against Bill Walton and stuff. That one is cool. That one's amazing. Now, when you watch it now, it sort of looks like shit. <laughs> it sort of looks crappy. It's like, oh. But at the time, you know, the technology, do it again. They should just redo that one. Um, but, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it's should, a cool concept. They should absolutely redo it because it – it's awesome. That one was amazing when it came out, but yeah. it's like uh, it's like watching a movie from the '90s. You're like, whoa! I, re- I remember when this used to be high tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this used to look amazing. It's like just looks like clunky. Like yeah, just sort of crappy. Uh, Dwight takes a jump hook and like Wilt blocks it. Yeah. I mean, again, the concept's really cool. Very right? cool. But uh, yeah, do it again. Do it again with today's technology. So those are the other ones. Any other commercials in the mix? Do you like the one that they've got going for this season? Gift of Game, I think is what it's called. It's kind of claymation-y, and you got, like, all the players doing their little memes and celebrations. And then they have, like, the little interstitial ones just between teams, like Jokic pulling a little horse or something like that. Yeah, I don't mind them. I don't think I'm going to be... I don't think 10 years from now I'll be remembering it. Yeah, I would agree on that. Uh, It probably won't go down in history as one of the greats, but uh, it's still cool to me. And, man, there have been a lot of, like... uh, make up new lyrics to a song yeah they love doing that <laughs> it's the most dunktastic time of the year <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's hear some other great nba holiday commercials let us know in the stream team or tweet at us we gotta take our first break but when we come back it's time for the hamaka slammer catalog don't go anywhere don't just ride the index seek to outperform it with fidelity active etfs learn more at fidelity.com active etfs before investing in any exchange traded fund you should consider its investment objectives risks charges and expenses contact fidelity for a prospectus and offering circular or if available a summary prospectus containing this information read it carefully while active etfs offer the potential to outperform an index these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive etfs fidelity brokerage services llc member nyse sipc All right, still here in the Classic Factory. Do us a favor, hit that like button, make sure you subscribe, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Well, it's time for the No Dunks Holiday Tradition. Here we go. Yes! It's the Hallmark Islam Catalog! What is that? You might ask. I mean, a lot of you know. I teased this on Twitter last night. Man, the response was crazy. People were hyped for this return. Dude, I'm excited. Of the <laughs> Hamakashlema catalog. Uh, here's what it is. The Hamakashlema catalog is America's longest-running catalog, offering the best, the only, and the unexpected since 1848. Yeah, you heard me. 1848. The company provides unique products for uh, the most ridiculous costs. It's pure insanity, <laughs> this magazine. Now, usually, I'm sitting here as we get closer to Christmas with the Hamakashlema catalog in my hand. I'm slapping it. I'm dog-earing those pages. I'm flipping through it. But you can see Santa Skeets' hands are empty. Because <laughs> the Hamakashlema catalog let me down this year. Oh, they didn't send me a catalog. And guys, I was on it. I'm talking like... Six weeks ago, I'm like, you know, emailing them. Where's my catalog? 
Yeah. I okay, three weeks after that, I'm tweeting at them. Where's my catalog? What's going on? Do you guys not produce these anymore? Have we gone digital? That's it. But like, no, no response. No, no response. Crickets. And they they once sent me a Yoda lamp. I know it's right there. Because I was the only person talking about this fucking magazine. <laughs> magazine. I or read it for the articles catalog. personally. Yeah. Um, but I, so I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little pissed. I actually do read it for the. Or, or, uh, um, but anyway, I powered through. I did it online. It wasn't as fun. I wish I could be hitting it here in my hand, showing you and ripping the pages out, but it is what it is. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the Hamakus Lemon catalog, but anyway, um, I have gifts for everybody. I mean, you guys and, and Ash and Jerome and Tassie. Um, the fun in this is, of course, the weird things I pick and the descriptions, but also you guys have to guess the price of these items. Price is right rules. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. Okay, can't go over. Um, I also added a new wrinkle this year. I threw in some customer reviews. It's <laughs> oh, the yeah. one good thing about the online edition. Um, right. So that I thought that might help you in, co- in coming to a price for, okay. for the items. Okay. That's great. Uh, yeah. Reading customer reviews, an underrated part of the holiday season. I mean, I, I've said this before. I want to do an entire podcast series, like a whole spinoff of like just hilarious reviews oh, for things. Sure. Reviews are good. Uh, okay, first uh, item. JD, you like music, right? I love music. <laughs> what are you, Grant Hill? <laughs> well, JD, I am getting you the Guitar Lover's Vertical Turntable. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the wall-mounted turntable that signals one's love for music, as well as the beauty of acoustic guitars. Wow. Ideal for those who appreciate the audio artistry of Keith Richards, Eric Clapton, <laughs> George Harrison, or Jimi Hendrix. The turntable features a vintage wood grain design, as well as decorative of frets and pegs similar to those found on a classic six-string guitar. Okay. What, do you, what do you think here, JD? I love it. I think it's cool. This can play your 33s, your 45s, and your 78s. Well, my 78s? <laughs> yeah. I can dust those off and yep. bring them out? And uh, the record player can also function as an external Bluetooth speaker. What? Yeah. Okay. That's sort of fun, isn't it? It is. Ga- those, like the black dots that are on the body, I'm guessing, are the speakers, probably? I think so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay, yep. cool. And um, <laughs> I've got a review here from Jacques. <laughs> this guitar turntable is awesome. Quality is amazing. And it exceeded all expectations upon arrival. And Jacques actually, I, I forgot to grab it, but shared a photo from his home. Ooh. And this thing was prominently featured in his living room As right beside be. the TV. Yes. And there was like a Titans game on. <laughs> made me laugh. Yeah, Tennessee God, I should have grabbed the photo. Jacques. Anyway. Jacques loves it. Jacques has five stars. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, gentlemen. Uh, and JD, you're getting this gift. How much did I spend on this Ooh. for you, JD? Uh, because it's your gift, JD, you go first. Uh, I love it, Skates. So I just want to say good, good. it's weird that it's an acoustic guitar, but the well, there's electronics in it, a yeah, which yeah. isn't that weird, I suppose. But there's kind of a whammy bar is the is the arm for the for the record, you know? Yeah, like I would almost it's like odd. to see uh, Scratch Bastard uh, pick this up and like. Yeah. <laughs> Play the guitar, but also scratch the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would be awesome. That'd be sick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, I, I'm gonna put me down for two ninety nine. Okay, two ninety nine. Man, that's a good price. I, I'm gonna give you guys uh, a reminder that 
the Hamaker Slumber catalog always likes to go with 95 cents. Okay, so, so 2 95. Yes, okay. <laughs> why? We don't know. We don't know why they do that. But they we do. don't deal in pennies anymore, that's why. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, all right, so 2 um, I guess really higher or lower is or wherever you want to go. <laughs> I can't stop thinking of uh, a DJ using this as if it were a keytar. <laughs> Yeah, man. That's, that's a great idea. I'm going to go a little bit higher. Uh, the Hamaker Premium. Give me $349.95. This might be a first. No. I don't know if anyone's ever absolutely nailed it. Trey Kirby! Wow! <laughs> Christmas miracle! <laughs> We've been doing this for years. I don't think anyone's ever absolutely nailed it. $349.95. To the penny. To the penny. Or to the nickel, I guess. <laughs> to the nickel. I mean, I helped him out. I helped both of you out with that. But anyway. Ooh, that would have been... I'm glad I said that. Trey, he may have gone three forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. It would have lost. Four cents off. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, I mean, right. That means I get JD's gift and my gift. I think, according to Bob Barker's that is, rules. That's true. What a start to the Hamaka Slamma catalog. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay, next one. The uh, RC Mouse Catching Anaconda. What? Yeah, you heard me. This, this for one, me? No, this is going to Esh. Mm. Now, here's my thinking. <laughs> Esh has a lot of kids. And this is a fun toy that two of your children can play with at the same time. Let me explain. This is the set of remote-controlled animals that encourages a pair of siblings or friends to engage in an action-packed game of chase. One takes control of the slithering anaconda, while the other operates the tiny mouse trying to evade capture. Okay. Okay, so the body of the snake there, that like, that squirm side to side on the 10 wheels, mm -hmm. it goes like, you know, whatever, forward, left, right, the tongue comes out, I don't know. And then meanwhile, the mouse is like scampering around the floor, spinning around, doing abrupt stops and stuff like that. <laughs> okay? The cheese okay. Well, the cheese is the, the remote. cheese is the remote, and then the other... Is like a rock, I think. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, what? Yeah. You gotta have a remote for both. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Two remotes. Two that player game. Okay, great. Two right? player game, yeah, that's cool. Um, Guys, reviews are mixed. Okay. <laughs> I got two reviews on this one. One for the snake, one for the mouse. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> David writes, the snake is great. We bought it for our grandsons, and now I want one for me. Wow. Grandpa David <laughs> saw the fun these kids were having. His grandkids were having. Five stars, says David. Okay. Okay, hold on. Tina. <laughs> Tina, less than impressed. I bought this for my nine-year-old boy. The mm. anaconda does not handle well. And it does nothing. It does nothing if it catches the mouse. This is my favorite part. The mouse handles well. The cat loved it. A bit expensive for a cat toy. Two okay. stars. Two stars. Oh, two stars. Two stars. Two stars. I, she did not. Tina did not like how the anaconda handles. Okay. And I think her biggest beef is like, well, it doesn't. I mean, you know, how do you, how do you win the game? Jaws yeah, she wants. She wants. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't do anything. And swallow it, and That's then right. put it and go down the body, and I guess shit it out. I don't know. Doesn't Which do button anything. unhinges its jaw? Yeah. Doesn't do anything. Yeah. So, so David loves it. Tina doesn't. Okay. Uh, let's start with Trey here. This is going to Ash. I think his kids would love this. And uh, what do you what do you got for the the price here, Trey Kirby? Uh, can I ask the materials? On oh this? God. <laughs> I mean, no. Like, like use it on the sentence in a spelling bee. Well, I think they're just is that plastic? plastic. Yeah. I mean, the it, remote looks like it's made out of uh, an inflatable bag. Though. Yeah. That looks weird. To yeah. Me. It also looks like um 
a Sega controller. I yeah, used to, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. like. Okay, so I was uh, recently at Walmart shopping for gifts, and I saw that a Fast and Furious remote control car, uh, Dom Toretto's Charger, <laughs> branded and everything, sixty-seven dollars, and that thing was pretty big. Okay. Now you're getting two hmm. <laughs> remote controlled animals, sure. I guess, here. Point. So yeah. I'm gonna and, go. and don't forget the Hamaka Slamma Premium. Hamaka Premium. Right. <laughs> I'll go seventy nine ninety five. Okay. 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 JD. Um. Now the review, the bad review said it was expensive. <laughs> a bit expensive for, for a, a cat, cat toy. toy. A cat toy should be like five bucks, though. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um. Put me down for. Forty nine ninety five. Oh, I thought we were gonna have our second oh. absolute perfect call. JD wins fifty nine ah. ninety five. You guys were in the ballpark. Okay. One of uh, you were the you were the mouse in this one. You were the snake <laughs> a little behind. Okay, next one. Let's keep it going. This is for Jerome. <laughs> I don't really know why, but I thought Jerome might just like to hang this in his house uh, or in his apartment. <laughs> this is the prismatic hyper tunnel light show mirror. Now, right now, I'm just showing you a wall mounted mirror. Mm -hmm. But go to the next slide, JD. This creates an Whoa. optical illusion of an endless tunnel of light. The 3D mirror has 330 <laughs> built in LEDs that produce various colors and over 300 light shows. Look how trippy this thing it's is. Very it's very trippy. Interesting. Now, the mirror's lights can be operated by the remote that comes with it. Okay. Uh, and again, I thought maybe Jerome, he's got a cool looking place. Yeah. He loves art. He likes art. This is pretty uh, pretty neat. <laughs> this is art. Um, we got a review from Robert. This product is very innovative. Stunning light sequences. Five stars. Okay. Well, straightforward. Very straightforward. Robert ain't in words here. No, no. Oh, people are going crazy for this one, though. Yeah, That's yeah. sick. That's yeah. actually nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually you know nice. What? This is dope. You know what? This is such a nice item that I saw one of the catalogs that the Hamakushlema had released that I sure as hell didn't get in my mail um, had this on the front. This was wow, one of okay. the featured items. This is the cover item. <laughs> it's a cover item. Interesting. Yeah, so, wow. JD, we're going to start with you on this one. I feel like this is not as expensive to make as it looks. Okay. But I think there uh, Hamaker Schlemmer likes to take advantage of the old people. <laughs> How dare you? I, th I think they would charge uh 199.95 for this. Wow. So yeah. 199.95. That's yeah, that's what I'm going with. Okay. I feel like I'm off based on your reaction. I was trying to Count how many digits you said there. Oh. But you said you said basically one hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety five cents. Okay. <laughs> I'm loving the reviews from the stream team on this one. Oh, at first I was like, oh wow, a mirror. Thanks. Like, That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking all you stoners out there. Oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, lights up. God, man. Uh, give me ninety nine ninety five. Whoa. Oh, hundred dollars. Wow, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a gap. I'm with JD. I don't think it's very expensive. LED lights. Yeah, a mirror. Mm -hmm. Hold on. What did you just say? You said ninety nine ninety five. Yeah. And you said one ninety nine ninety five. You guys were like, when you were talking it out, I thought you were like, yeah, this is a classic product where Hamakushlem is just gonna crank it yeah. up. It's a fucking mirror. Like, what, right. what's the big deal? 
Guys, the answer, the cost, $449.95. This is a cover <laughs> item, baby. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's too much. That's too much. But maybe it's really cool. It is cool. <laughs> it is really cool. Yeah. See, I thought, I thought, when you said yours, JD, I was like, whoa, this guy's in the thousands. Okay, okay. And then no, Trey, no, when you yeah. said yours, I was like, oh, okay, maybe. Okay. You said a thousand. No, you guys were, wow. you guys were way too low. Um, so who? Who won it in the end? Uh, me, well, I you. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't go. Three hundred dollars at least. Okay, so uh, man, that was a mind blower. It's an yeah. expensive item. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you, like looking in the mirror. Yeah. Blowing your mind. <laughs> that's, okay. that's too expensive. <laughs> it is too expensive. Hey, this is the Hamakus number. Yeah, you never know. Okay, next one. Uh, this is going to Tass. All right. Okay. The talking robotic <laughs> drawing tutor. Uh, my thinking of this going to Tass, his wife's quite an artist. Yes. And I feel like he must be envious at times. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking this robot could help Tass draw. Teach him to draw. Yeah, I don't think Tass, like myself, is the greatest drawer in the world, so I think this could help. Anyway, this is the robotic tutor that provides drawing lessons using step-by-step verbal instructions to accompany real-time demonstrations. It's, uh, I guess, six inches by six inches, the robot. It holds on to the included pen in its two angled arms and draws according to one of 64 included cards scanned by its robotic eye, including 24 pictures, 10 numbers, and 26 letters. Man, I really thought this right up. They were trying to sell you on this. They're like, yeah. like come on, lit robotic eye. Um, <laughs> All 26 letters? Yeah, yeah, I know. What a wow. Okay, so my also uh, favorite part of the write-up, the robot's casual conversational tone provides easy-to-follow instructions. Oh, it talks, too. Yeah. Oh, What's okay. up? What's up, drawing robot? Yeah. Hey, nothing, man. How you doing? <laughs> so casual. All right, ages four and up, and okay. I got a review from Janice. The product arrived in a timely manner and seems to work good. <laughs> However, the pens did not work. Therefore, I'm unable to use it. Wow. <laughs> you can't use your own pens? What did she mean here? Like... It seems to work good, but the pens don't work. Well, I, was... I can see it drawing, but no ink. <laughs> but I love it talking to me. It asked me, hey, how about this weather we're having? So, so cool. casual. Maybe she didn't realize they're pencils and she has to sharpen them because it's a, that is a pencil, right? Are you sure? I don't wow, know. I don't know. Um, anyway, she gave it three stars, Janice did. Whoa. Wow, that's yeah. pretty good, even though it doesn't I know. I, I think she was pretty <laughs> impressed that it just arrived in a timely manner. <laughs> Janice has always loved shipping. Yeah. Okay, so Trey, you're up first on this one. The, uh, the talking robotic drawing mm. tutor. Well, I'll say first and foremost, this doesn't work. <laughs> okay. I bought a lot of cheap robots in my day, and they never work <laughs> like they're supposed to work. Well, who said it was cheap? That's a great point. That's <laughs> this a great is the point. That's a great point. Uh... I'll go seventy four ninety five. Okay. okay. Seventy five okay. bucks. Wow. For, for a drawing room. <laughs> okay. Talks. I think it's way more expensive. They just charged us five hundred dollars for <laughs> yeah, a fucking great, great mirror, call. and this is a robot that talks to you and draws. <laughs> but I'm playing it safe. I'm just gonna say eighty bucks. It's flat. Eighty bucks. <laughs> eighty bucks. Because I think it's more expensive, and I'm just playing. You want, you want the win. I want the win Smart here. Move. Yeah. Well. Smart move. You got the win. Okay. But I think you guys are going to be quite upset. This costs $149.95. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, too oh. much. It's too much. <laughs> too much, especially if it doesn't work, which it, I'm yeah. with you. It definitely doesn't. It does not work. <laughs> no. I've got a pink robot at my house that worked for like 12 minutes. <laughs> and then it went into a box, and we tried to bring it out recently, and we're like, nobody knows the controls for it, so it just goes... <laughs> 
150 bucks Can't for that them. piece of shit. Yeah. Wow. That, wow. Hey, maybe it works. Maybe it works. Maybe we'll get it. We'll that's find out if Task can start drawing. That's yeah. the kind of gift that ends up in my house, though. <laughs> that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A robot that you think is going to be sweet. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you one other gift that's going to show up in your house. And it's <laughs> for you, it. Trey Let's Kirby. It, it's our final gift here from the Hamacher Slamma catalog. It's the serenading songbird wall clock. Yeah, that's right. This is the wall clock that serenades bird lovers with a different songbird at the top of each hour. The bird songs were recorded in the field by the acclaimed Cornell Laboratory of Ornithology and include some of North America's most beloved winged vocalists, such as the Northern Cardinal. I love it. The American Robin and the Blue Jay. So you got the clock here. It's housed in a solid cherry frame. And I thought this was an interesting note. A light sensor deactivates the sounds when your room is dark. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's, you don't have like birds that. going throughout the night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Linda bought this. She bought this. Oh, this is the, my favorite review. Linda writes under the serenading songbird wall clock from the Hamacher Summit Catalog. I bought this very clock 25 years ago. And at last it's wearing out. I'm so happy to have another one. Five stars. Wow! It so it five. twenty five years it lasts for. But that's but does Linda have this exact clock from twenty five? I don't know. Maybe it's similar. But anyway, um, we go to Trey Kirby uh, with uh, with the first guess here for your gift. For, you said you like this. Uh, I I love this. You always get me the right guess from the Hamlet. <laughs> I'm on fire. Yeah. Uh, Last year, I think you got me a mushroom log, which literally was in my garage at the time. The year prior, you got me that flap of fabric for carrying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Firewood. firewood. I also, yeah. I've been thinking about that ever since. I was like, man, I would love to have a firewood log bag. I also got you um, a remote control like boat that helps you catch fish the See? one time. That's that was right. very expensive. I know. Yeah. And, then you, and then this, which I'm sure is in my mother in law's house. I'm like, are you sure that said Linda? That's <laughs> I've seen this clock. Uh, I've seen this clock, and uh, I mean, it's a shame there's no Junko on there, my favorite winter oh. bird, but the Northern Cardinal, an absolute <laughs> beauty. Man, how much could this cost, though? It's got to last for at least 25, 25 years. You know, can, I'm going to tell you something. Um, I'm going to give you a, a little hint here. Okay. And, and I almost feel bad doing this because uh, you're going to have to wait for this gift. This item sold out. Oh, this is a big time. This is big. This is a big, big item. People love it's it. It's a hot item. Must be affordable enough that you're like, yeah, yeah. That bro, exactly. My life yeah. would love that. I wanted to give you that hint. Exactly, Trey. This, I mean, this is the tickle me Elmo of the Hamacher Slimma catalog. <laughs> Everybody wants the serenading songbird wall clock. So the tweet me bird of <laughs> adult gifts. Uh, Forty nine ninety five. Forty nine ninety five. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. I love that the the Blue Jay is at three o'clock and the Cardinal at nine o'clock. <laughs> Only the best. They're looking at each other, staring each other down. <laughs> the Blue Jay, not the not the prettiest song, you know. Like it's more of a squawk. The Blue Jay. Can like you a, give me a? It's like I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> When we were sound editing, like if it was a winter scene, you always put a blue jay in there because it's a winter bird and it's mm. always like in the background. Um, I'm gonna say I'm going cheaper on this. I, I think it's uh, it's sold out. It's a bargain. It's there's not much to it other than the bird song and the sensor. Yeah, that's that's pretty big. <laughs> it's a clock. Otherwise, I'm gonna say twenty nine ninety five. Okay. Well, this is um this is an absolute Christmas miracle. Trey Kirby has once again done it. Wow. Forty nine ninety five. You got two absolutely bang on this year. 
You're you're learning. You're listening. It's great. <laughs> I'm becoming schlemmer. <laughs> you are the harmaka. <laughs> there it is. It feels like everybody was pretty happy with their guests. Well, oh, I'd yeah. I'd like to hear from yeah, Tass and Ash. I think Jerome's absolutely. already commenting here in Slack that he's pumped with the uh, weird mirror. <laughs> Uh, great stuff, great stuff. So there it is. Thank you. Uh, well, not really thank you to the Hamakushlema. Hamakushlema catalog. I would like to have it in my hands next year. So yeah. come on, reach out to me. You know what? You know how you can make it up to me? Send me one of those gifts. And one of the, the mirror. Send me. You send, know, the, send me send all five of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, except the song clock, I guess. Wait for that one for the new year. Uh, every every day we uh, at eleven o'clock. Two more minutes from now. What was the eleven o'clock bird? <laughs> I forget what that one oh, was. Uh, hmm. <laughs> you want to go back to it? Let's yeah, have a look. On. Let's have a look. Uh, yeah, the, the white breasted uh, nut hatch. Yeah, white breasted nut hatch goes off at every eleven o'clock. <laughs> what's a, well? So what's uh what's the one at ten there? You guys have better eyesight than I do. That's uh, a white throated sparrow. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, sparrows. A, Stupid bird. Oh, one of the worst birds. Oh, no. well, that's the that's the no dunks bird. Ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah that's kinda, true. It's sparrow time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we gotta take a break. When we come back, we're gonna wrap up this uh, Christmas drop episode with some rapid fire fun. Don't go anywhere. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation? Perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, stream team having a blast naming uh, the best birds and the worst birds. Some hot takes flying around right now. 
Yeah, people are upset that I'm saying the sparrow is a bad bird, but allow me to read a poem to you <laughs> written by Kay Starbird. Okay. A hummingbird hums, a woodpecker drums, a gull is graceful in flight. A jay finds fighting pretty exciting and licks every bird in sight. A swallow swoops in up and down loops and seldom lights on the ground. But take a sparrow whose world is narrow. A sparrow just hangs around. A partridge whirs through pines and the firs. A chickadee's ways are cute. A pigeon coos and an owl hoo-hoos whenever it gives a hoot. A crow steals corn from the year it's born, then hides where it can't be found. A sparrow, though, doesn't come and go. A sparrow just hangs around. I'm familiar with this poem. Somebody wrote a my... poem just straight up ripping <laughs> just on straight sparrows. Up dunking wow. on sparrows. They're like, look at this stupid bird. It does nothing. It just hangs around. And you think about it, you walk outside. They like barely even get out of the way of you. They're like, Ugh, I don't care. <laughs> These dumb birds. Wow. Step your game up, sparrows. Get a cool color <laughs> as well. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's how I got my bird takes from. I got a great Eric Carl book all about birds. And Jeez. That one was in there, and ever since, I've been anti-sparrow. Uh, so say that, that poem or book worked for sure. This guy hates sparrows. Uh, all right, we got to start wrapping up this pod. Let's do that with some rapid fire fun. This is the drop a day early. It doesn't matter. I got the questions here. I will answer along with you guys. First one, thanks to NBA Reddit. I learned that DeAndre Ayton recently made a guest appearance on American Dad. Check out this clip. Mom and Haley, your gifts are actually virtual. So, check your inboxes. Wait, is this a cameo from DeAndre Ayton, <laughs> my favorite basketball player? Hey, Haley, it's me, DeAndre Ayton. I heard you're quite the hooper. Hope you have a great Christmas, dominate the paint, and protect the rim at all costs. Oh my God, Steve! <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Dominating the paint. <laughs> so, uh, thanks to NBA Reddit for uh, letting us know that happened. I want to know what's a random... NBA player cameo that you would like to see on an animated show or movie. It doesn't really matter. Nikola Jokic needs a speaking role in South Park. Mm. They've had like a Jokic-like character uh, in, a, in, a, in a COVID Returns special. Oh. There's a poster on a character's wall at some point of Jokic and Murray. But they're a Colorado-based oh, cartoon. Yes, yes, yes. So let's give this guy something to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I forgot about the uh, Colorado angle there. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good, love it. What do you got, Judy? Well, I misread the question. What? Uh, <laughs> well, it said animated show slash movie, and I thought... Okay. Yeah, cartoon, animation. I know, I but know. my answer isn't animated, so now I'm on a... Basically, what, my answer is for the question that you didn't ask is... I want to see Matt Barnes on the Gilded Age, but that's not <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just so dashing, you know. Like he's very okay. like, classically good looking, and he's got that like sort of old timey mustache. It's very thin. So now I'm. I, I would also like to see Matt Barnes on South Park, maybe. Yeah, South Park. Yeah, my sure, answer okay. is South Park. I like your other answer better. Don't worry about the animated part. Uh, for my answer, I would like to see Rick and Monty on Rick and Morty. Rick Carlisle and Monty Williams <laughs> in like some alternate universe yeah. on Rick and Morty yeah. as Rick and Monty. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> they absolutely can do it because sure. you can do anything on that show. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hilarious. So uh, give me those two coaches Love it. in Rick and Morty. All right. Next one. Um, Valley Sports Minnesota has a habit of interviewing Wolves assistant coach Mika Nori. Micah, excuse me, Nora. Micah Nori is his name during halftime of team's games. 
And you can see why, because this guy is like a real-life Ted Lasso. Check out this mashup of uh, recent Nori interviews. Nothing fast, break points, boom goes the dynamite, there goes our lead. We gotta treat Bane like you do the elf on a shelf on Christmas morning, you gotta find him. So he makes everybody comfortable, he's like popcorn during Saturday night movies. Our paint defense was like 7-Eleven, open 24 hours. Realize they had it's on like Donkey Kong the way they started out. First time all year that we were kind of on almost like a hot mess express. Okay, that is an incredible <laughs> mashup, Mike and Nora. Nori, uh, again, assistant uh, coach there for the Wolves. So the question off of this is, what catchphrase... Do you want to bring back? Trey. It's that time of year when I want to start saying good grief. Because <laughs> of my man, Charlie Brown, always taking L's, always saying good grief. But usually I forget about it until you remind me of a tweet that I sent like years back where I'm like, remind me to say good grief. Yes, and then the Christmas season has passed and you're like, hey, did you say good grief? I'm like, oh, good grief. I didn't say it. <laughs> so I'm trying for this next four days to get in as much as possible. All right. Good catchphrase. What about you, J.D.? So I looked up some old-timey phrases, Yeah, and uh, we're just off of the in-season tournament, and the phrase, take the egg, Mm. means to win. So I think we should... Call start calling the in season tournament trophy the egg. The egg. And then take the egg. Take the egg. Take the egg. I like it. Yeah. That's a great old timey phrase. Very, very old timey. Another old timey real quick. Yeah. For for a penis, Master John Goodfellow. I think that should come back That's too. Very yeah. good. You gotta bring that up on Is This Good? Because you guys are always talking about penises. <laughs> that's true. Uh, bleaching and weird things like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh I would like to bring back an entire subgenre of catchphrases. Okay. I gotta bring back skeetsisms. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, that okay. is where I merge two <laughs> phrases into one. I think it's been a while since I've dropped a skeetsism. Uh, what did you say recently? Oh, did um, I do one? No. <laughs> uh, what was it? Go, go on, go on. I'll think of it. Well, I, of I it. mean, I, I I like when a skeetsism just happens when I when I merge two naturally, phrases yes. uh, naturally together. But a couple options here uh, that we could try saying: fortune favors the early bird. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a good line. That's, that is yeah. good. And again, these always are like totally incorrect, but they sort of almost make that sense. Makes sense. Fortune favors the brave, the early bird catches the worm. Fortune favors the early bird. Yeah. <laughs> Fortune favors the early bird wall clock from the Hamacher Slam catalog. <laughs> uh, how about this one? You can lead a gift horse to water, but never look at its mouth. <laughs> yes. Not as good, but you can lead a gift horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Mm-hmm. Never look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. Actually, hold no. <laughs> hold on, I even screwed that up. <laughs> You can lead a horse to water. I had a gift horse accidentally to that one. <laughs> Never lead a gift horse to water. Whoops. And then final one. Sort of, you brought up eggs, so this is perfect. Don't put all your eggs in a watched pot. <laughs> They'll never boil or hatch. That's exactly right. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. A watched pot never boils. Yes. So there you go. Skeetisms. Okay. Bring them back. Yeah. I'll bring them back. Uh, they I, didn't go anywhere because I, I'm telling did you. I, I said done. Okay. Yeah, you said something about pitching something. Ah, what Jeez. was it? I wish I it's the problem with skeetisms. Like, they say them and then they, they sound that's too right. They sound so too fleeting. Good. I yeah. say them with such confidence, too. Yeah. That's the, the, the real truth of it. Okay. Uh, final one here tomorrow, Friday, December 22nd. We're going to release our brand new episode of Squad. That's the podcast where we're going to be drafting worst Christmas ever. When it comes to Christmas songs and decorations and movies, this is going to be a fun one. There's some hot takes in this yeah. podcast tomorrow, which is also <laughs> on YouTube. So you've been warned. But but you know, we're really like we're really Scrooges in this one. That was the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're yeah. sort of crapping on the worst parts of Christmas. So let's end 
this drop podcast with some holiday cheer, some good times. I want to know, Trey Kirby, JD, what's the best Christmas gift you've ever received? A video game system. Oh, that's yeah, a banger that's of a it. gift. You know, uh, nearly 40 Christmases for me, and it's been more than once I've been fortunate enough to get a video wow. game system. Dating back to the NES yeah. uh, when I was a youngster, Nintendo 64 was a huge one to get. And I'll tell you what, for reasons I don't understand, getting a hockey video game to play alongside my video game system, even more exciting than like a basketball or football <laughs> game. I have no idea why, but like... Scoring goals with Valerie Kamenetsky for the Colorado (laughs) Avalanche. Great times. You set it up right away. You make your younger sibling play, even though they didn't necessarily want the game system. It's so good. You got two systems over your life for Christmas? I I think more. Wow. I think I got an NES, a Sega, a Nintendo 64. Oh, my God. Someone was a good boy. Someone had divorced parents. (laughs) 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 And a Switch recently. (laughs) Recently, <laughs> yeah, that one has a grown up. <laughs> That's good. Uh, JD, best Christmas gift wow. you've ever gotten. Uh. Wow, I well, mine was a video game as well. It was the yeah. uh, Mattel and television. That's how fucking old I am, guys. <laughs> the what? In television? What, you oh, never yeah. heard of it? I remember that at somebody's it had, cottage. It had like, <laughs> it looked like remotes yeah. and it had a disc on the bottom yeah. of it. It was not a joystick. And I loved it. What so, would be a game you're playing on? Tron Deadly Disc was my uh, was <laughs> Tron my go to. Yeah. Did you keep this system? Do we still have it? No, no, no it's it's gone. gone. Should have kept it, but okay. yeah. Did you have an Atari? Because you're old. No. no oh, no. really? I had. My Atari. dad was very. Uh, he was uh, is still a um, contrarian. So <laughs> the uh, television was a direct competitor to the Atari. It's like Atari's <laughs> shit. We had a Betamax, not VHS. Oh, <laughs> so your dad swung like, and missed on that one. <laughs> well, he was right about the quality being better on yeah, Beta, true, but true. you know, so okay. So well, we had a little one tiny little wall on the video store that we could pick from. <laughs> well, everybody else had all, all the games, <laughs> everything. Oh. <laughs> All right, Jason, come look at these laser discs. That's exactly right. Uh, My answer for this one, I got two answers because I went with a a kid answer and an adult answer. Best Christmas gift I've ever received was uh, to stick in the video game world. I remember my babysitter. My babysitter bought me Blades of Steel. Wow. For the NES system. That's a a good gift. gift. Yeah, she really came through. Uh, Incredible gift. Um, Awesome game. I love hockey games as well, too. But as an adult, uh, recently, was it last year, maybe the year before, uh, Nora got me, and this is really just going to make me sound so old, but I love it. <laughs> uh, it's called Peak. That's the brand name. Extra large ice cube tray. Oh. <laughs> Top of the line wow. tray, JD. So we talking silicone? We're make- Yes, okay, sir. Okay, okay. It, it makes four very oversized ice cubes, you know, perfect for, mm-hmm. for your, your you know whiskey your, your and stuff like that. Scotch, whatever, yeah. yeah. And it's just... Some of them I have found before because I have other ones. Tough to get them out. Mm-hmm. They're a pain in the ass. Like, take a while to fill up or whatever. This, not this one. It is so good. They just pop right out. Yeah, it's silicone, but it has like some sort of metal frame around, like to keep okay. it rigid, maybe a little okay. bit. Mm. Peak extra large ice cube tray. Not I, I got it. I was like so pumped. I'm like, let's get some water. <laughs> now <laughs> you boiling ice? Are you boiling the water before you make no, the ice? No, I don't need clear ice. Well, but it's cool though. 
Why I does that work? I don't know. And I, I don't know. I, I don't even know if it works. I've never I tried, tried it. it. And it doesn't, sometimes it didn't work. Oh, okay. Yeah. It like wasn't as clear as I wanted. Yeah. Because I did give it a go once, but it's, um, it's good. It's good. Anyway, that's, uh, <laughs> right. I was pumped when I got that. That was last year, I guess. So Sweet. we'll see. Oh, maybe this year I'll get water. <laughs> I've just I've been, been sitting waiting. looking at you it. Probably will. Like case of that Italian. Oh, Aquapana! Yeah, yeah, baby. We had a good year in the Skeets household. We're buying Aquapana Italian bottled water. It's delicious. <laughs> That's another catchphrase that I have luckily brought back a little bit ever since uh, Super Mario Brothers came out, saying "Mamma Mia." <laughs> Too good. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that's the drop because that's rapid fire. We did the Hamaka Schlemmo. We talked about last night's action. We had some fun saying, who's the NBA Santa? Which team is the Grinch? All that. Love to see your answers. Leave them in the YouTube comments. Tweet at us at No Dunk Sink. Uh, already told you later today, in mere hours, we're going to be jumping over to No Buffs for our final podcast of 2023, recapping the season finale of last night's Survivor 45. Lots to break down with that one. And then tomorrow, Squad is here in your No Dunks feed. I guess we'll post that at our normal time of 10 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Which bird goes off of that? I always, I already forget. Uh, it was the, the speckled warbler. No, I don't know. <laughs> I no idea. Anyway. Oh, white-breasted sparrow. That's it. That's that's okay. it. Oh, yeah. Dumb sparrow. <laughs> Dumb old bird. Dumb uh, doing nothing. So we'll have a squad tomorrow in your No Dunks feed. Uh, if you haven't, hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating review. Everybody have a very safe and happy holidays. Again, if you're especially driving or flying, have a safe commute. And uh, we will see you next week as well we'll probably do like a post christmas day podcast nothing crazy we'll have something in the feed <laughs> nothing crazy nothing crazy we gotta take crazy. some break ourselves here yeah. too i mean we are sickos and the nba never stops <laughs> especially on christmas but yeah just make sure you subscribe uh until then clipper bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome thanks for joining us and here's just a quick top three birds off the top of okay. my head i gotta get the northern cardinal uh, in the mix. Beautiful, beautiful both as a male and female bird. Mm -hmm. um, I would also have a crow because wow. they are very wise birds. Apparently They're you smart. can befriend a crow mm. uh, if you give them treats. And then maybe a curveball here, but the hummingbird. How does that thing work? <laughs> <laughs> what? You can't even see its wings moving. <laughs> no. It's a beautiful, cool bird. Uh, Top three birds. Can I show some love to the loon? Yes, yes, a homer pick. A homer pick, a homer pick no doubt, homer, but, uh, yeah. you know, a great a great sound. A great call. Yeah. A great, great call. call. Yes. Oh, I wish. Can we get uh, our friend Paul on the phone right now? Because that guy <laughs> can do an incredible loon call. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's that pretty good. That was a bad. That's that the was best a really one. good one. That was a really good one. Happy holidays. Embrace the weekend, people. <laughs>